the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now, here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. We try to find comfort in the admiration of the world. We want to win so many people to the kingdom of God that we're willing to compromise what God says so that we can be okay with these people, whoever they are. This is what Paul writes to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 1.3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Only God can bring true comfort to you and I. And that comfort is based on the revelation of His wisdom in Christ Jesus. Blessed people, secondly, are people who are satisfied and content with God's Word. You want to be happy? Be satisfied and content with God's Word, with what God has to say. Look at verse 2. But whose delight, he said, happy is the man who does not walk Stand or sit with the wicked, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on His law day and day and night? No, there's more to be, be to, more to be to being blessed or being happy than just knowing the word of God. You know, there are people who know the word of God who are miserable in this life. I can, yeah, we can see that they know the word, but they're miserable. Why? Because. It's not enough to simply say, oh, I believe in the Word. We got to learn to satisfy ourselves and to be content with what it says. There's a big difference between just believing what Jesus said and saying, He said it, I'm satisfied with it. We got to bring ourselves to a place of satisfaction with the Word of God because it's His revelation to us on how we should live here on earth. I know this happens to me every time I go shopping for clothes. I'm not a very good clothes shopper. I, saw, I went to Macy's the other day, literally the other day, and I saw this jacket. I know me and jackets. And it's in a rack that says on sale for $60. I grabbed that thing. It's so nice. At 60 it's so nice. You can't buy anything nice for $60 these days, okay? But when I saw it, $60, so I grabbed it, went straight to the register, the lady took one look at it, and, and she asked me, where would you find it? It's on that rack that says on sale, 60 bucks. I'm sorry, sir. It got misplaced by somebody in the wrong rack. This is actually $130. As fast as I took it to the register, is as fast as I took it back. I'm not going to wear no $130 jacket. I'm there to have $60. 
That's what I'm going to do. Forget you. So I went somewhere else. <laughs> Darn near, near, I went to Goodwill or someplace just to get my, my jacket. You know. But I, I found this one jacket, same color, same style, same everything. For guess what? For $75. I can handle that. I can add a couple more dollars and I, I take that. I take it with me. Took it home. I got me my $75 jacket. I have officially spent $200 getting it repaired, getting the loose threads fixed, getting the buttons replaced. It's itchy on the collar, but it's cheap. Two things happening here. I wasn't willing to pay the price for what's being sold to me. So I settled for something cheap that ended up costing me more. That's how we are sometimes with the Word of God. There's a lot of things in God's Word that we say, I'm not sure God can accept this. You're not called, we're not called to just believe in what it says. Hey, it's going to cost us. Amen? The Word of God's going to cost us. It's going to cost us something because if our faith doesn't cost us anything, it's worth that much. It's worth nothing. But that's how we are with the Word of God. We, 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 it's not always easy to follow the commands of the Word. Amen? It's not always easy. Nevertheless, it's wise. It's not about ease. It's not about simply saying, oh, I believe it. It's about accepting it and satisfying ourselves. That's an act of faith. If you can satisfy yourself with the Word of God, that's exactly what faith says. Otherwise, we settle for cheap imitations and we ended up paying more for the consequences of our disobedience to the Word of God rather than the happy life that God has promised. Happy people are satisfied with what God has to say and accepts His value wholeheartedly, even if it means we are missing out on some things in life. FOMO. Fear of missing out. That's our buzzword these days. Yeah, we will be missing out on some things. But the Bible promises that while you're here on earth, you will be blessed. 2 Timothy 1.12 This is what Paul said to young Timothy. This is why I am suffering as I am. He opened his words to Timothy with the word suffering, a word we all hate, right? That's why I am suffering as I am. Yet, this is no cause for shame. Because I know whom I have believed and am persuaded. I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have committed or entrusted to him until that day. A person who does not seek comfort in a godless world, but rather delight himself or herself in the law of the Lord, will thirdly be secured in the certainty of that person's growth in wisdom. Look at verse 3. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruits in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. These verses is speaking of wisdom that comes from putting our faith in God and the security that comes with that wisdom. You know how God secures us? By giving us wisdom. And these verses, verse 3 specifically, is talking about the certainty of our growth in the wisdom that comes with trusting God. Look at verse 3 again. It says that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. 
which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. This prosperity here has to do with wisdom. The imagery is that of a tree planted by streams of water and that tree has close access to water that will cause it to grow and bear the fruits of righteousness. In this case, growth in wisdom. The prosperity here is contingent on the growth in our wisdom that leads to righteousness that makes a person blessed and happy. The context of prosperity here is not material. It's not personal or temporal success. It is personal growth in wisdom. Why? Because wisdom ends up pleasing God. Because wisdom guides our faith and therefore causing us to make wise decisions to the honor and glory of God. And that's why we have this testimony of a blessed life. We looked at the righteous blessed. Now let's take a look at the cursed people, the wickedly cursed people. There's three things about them. If you're taking notes, this is a good time to go into to the second half of, of the sermon. And that ha- that's dealing with the curse. That's dealing with those who are labeled wicked. Okay? We're done with the righteous. Now let's talk with, about the wicked. The wicked, in contrast, will, number one, will waste their lives in pursuing the temporal. Look at verse 4. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. One of the most telling signs of an unhappy and unfulfilled life is seen in the pursuit of temporal things in life. The energy, the time, the resources are spent on things and activities that will only cause us temporal happiness, but they wouldn't last forever. Satisfaction don't last if we put our, our affection on what is temporary. There's nothing inherently wrong with, with desiring good things in this world. There's nothing inherently wrong with, uh, you know, with trying to better our lives, trying to, to make a better living, trying to get better paying jobs, trying to get our plans and our dreams uh, fulfilled and all of that. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. What happens is when we focus when we focus our lives on things that does not give us any kind of lasting solution. We ended up, again, the blessed life is, is, is not supposed to be uh, a, a life that is problem-free. But one of the most telling signs that, that we are unhappy is that our happiness is based on something that we know doesn't last. That blessed life is not supposed to be fleeting. But the Bible time and time again says the allure of success and money and all of that, that's fleeting. It doesn't last. And this is what, what's, what's going to last in our lives. That blessed life. Did you know that when God says you're blessed, it's not supposed to, to end? If you put your affection, if you equate success and prosperity and all of that with... with, with uh, with, with the temporal things, the happiness will be fleeting. Then, we, then God has to lie because when God blessed us, that's a permanent blessing. If you're a child of God through faith in Jesus, you are perfectly blessed. You are ultimately blessed. There's nothing else that needs to happen in your life. You're blessed already. 
And your affection and my affection are no longer for the temporal things. Our affection is towards that wisdom that God brings to us so that we can live a life that is perpetually blessing God. We need this state of blessedness here on earth. We're not going to need it in heaven. When we get to heaven, everything will be all good. No pain, no sorrow, no, no, nothing. Everything will be great in heaven, but we're not there yet. So how do we live this happy life here on earth? We need to stop looking at the temporal and start preparing ourselves for eternity by using the wisdom that God has given us to keep us focused on God. The wicked and the cursed people seek happiness on the here and now. God rejects that kind of perspective. I might as well tell you that. Why? Because it's idolatry. In the Bible, when you put your focus on the things other than what God is, has promised that you and I can have, God calls that idolatry. And idolatry is the sin of the garden. Why is that so bad? Because when we look at the temporal, we're saying that our faith is focused on what is seen. Did you know that uh, our focus in life must be with the unseen? That's the great uh, paradox of the Christian life. Did you know that faith should be focused on what's not seen? Try to tell that to your pagan friends. You know how ridiculous that sounds? You have to focus on the unseen. It's ridiculous. If you're, if you're not a Christian at all, that, you're going to laugh at that. When we talk about focus, aren't we saying, I want you to concentrate your vision on this one thing? Right? But that's not biblical faith. Biblical faith is this, that you focus your eyes on what you do not see. That's a paradox of the faith. Focus is supposed to be for something that we see. But the Bible calls us to have a faith to that which is unseen. What are you looking at, Pastor? Nothing. What are you focused on? Nothing. That's faith. If you can believe that, you have to say, Amen. False faith focuses on something that they want to see. Not on what only God can see. It's a big difference. We were at a church camp when we were very young. And we, it was a 4th of July evening, and we were all in this field. Some of you, maybe you remember those. We were on this field. We were waiting for the fireworks. The problem was we hadn't had lunch. We hadn't had dinner. We were so hungry. So we decided we're just going to go stargazing for a while until the fireworks starts. And we were all laying down on that field. We were young then. We can handle hunger we were looking at the stars and all of that, and then the fireworks happened, and we were all looking, and we start creating images on the fireworks, images of fried chicken. <laughs> this is true, by the way. Maybe some, maybe you remember, you know, oh, fried chicken, ooh, ice cream. Whatever the fireworks form, we translate it to a food product, ice cream, because we were so hungry. Sometimes that happens to us. Sometimes our faith says you got to see something out there even if God is not showing it to you. And we call it faith. Well, you know, I actually saw this happening. I'd be very worried about that. 
Because when God says, I want you to see the unseen, I want you to shut up and trust me with what you do not see. God doesn't owe any one of us an explanation as to why he does things. He is God. He doesn't have to explain to any one of us what's going on on the things that we don't understand. But Christians over and over again think that they can see even what God says, I don't want to see. Because if you see what's going to happen, you're, not gonna, you're only going to trust in what you know. Look at what the Bible says, these things about Moses. I think it's in here. In Hebrews 11.27. I want us to read this together, okay? Read this together. He- Hebrews 11.27. Ready, set, go. He saw him who is invisible. That's faith, boy. I tell you, that's faith. He didn't say, God, materialize yourself and show me exactly who you are. God probably says, I don't want to kill you because if you get a glimpse of me, you die. So we don't see what God is doing and we still have to trust him. This is what Paul says to us today. Verse 18 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Read this together. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Folks, our faith is in what we do not see. If we see it, it's no longer by faith. People get quiet about that. Because we think that God is somehow obligated to, to show us the uncertainty. The doctor says, you have three months to live. What's our first in, in, impression? No, I'm going to live until I'm 100. My dad said so. I exercise every day. I, I, I eat, eat, my, eat my vitamins every day. I'm in shape. Let me tell you something. No Christian will ever be caught off guard. If you die this very minute, it's not a surprise. Because you know. You don't have to know what God is doing every time you're going through something. Faith means we trust in Him. The wicked says, give me some evidence. The wicked says, ah, until this happens, I'm not going to go and I'm going to go find my own way. Secondly, the wicked And the curse will not withstand the light of perfect truth. They will be unhappy because they will not stand in the light, withstand the light of perfect truth. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. This is saying that the wicked, because they did not consider the eternal God as their source of life and wisdom in this life, will not understand why they're going through what they're going through in this world. They will never have a concept of what suffering for Christ really means. The wicked will always reject suffering because they did not understand that is part of who they are as God's children. We don't accept it because we don't like it. Nevertheless, the Bible says that the righteous will understand why they're going through the things that they're going through. The wicked takes care of their own business. They don't have any regard to what God may be saying in these circumstances. I want to tell you something that's guaranteed. It doesn't matter who you are. Whether you're smart, dumb, 
tall, short, rich, poor, successful, a failure, everybody will go through a period of suffering. In the everybody, no one will be spared. Why? Because suffering is God's way for us to trust Him who is invisible to begin with. And that's need, that needs to be said because we, we often have answers. You know, as a pastor, I get phone calls in the middle of the night saying, Pastor, what's the answer to my problem? I almost tempted to say, drink two beers and see me in the morning. You'll solve any problems that you have. It's almost that temptation because, because God's people never, never, ever look at suffering as God cursing them. They're blessed already. When trials and problems happen, if you're a child of God, you don't look at that as a curse. You're blessed forever. You're blessed in heaven and you're blessed now. Whatever happens here is irrelevant. You suffer for a while. I suffer for a while. But that's nothing compared to what we already have. Nothing compared to what God has promised those who love Him. And people who continue to still reject all of that and reject God because of the problems in the world, the thing that really bugs me the most are people who say, if God is so good, why does He allow suffering to happen? I'm so tired of that. I better not hear that from Christians because only pagans and cursed people will ask that question because they have no understanding of the purpose of suffering. To the wicked, suffering is always God rejecting people. But to the righteous, suffering is for refining people. To the wicked, suffering is for God to torture people. But for the blessed, suffering is for trusting God even more. The truth about suffering is this, very simple. Only those who trust in God will understand suffering and will withstand it. That's the assembly of the righteous. That's the assembly of those who crucified themselves with Christ. That's the assembly of those who placed a mortal wound in their flesh. Those who refuse to trust in the truth of God will survive suffering here on earth, but they will not be counted among the righteous on the day of judgment. I know what you're asking. What about those people, Pastor? who did not have to believe in God, but they were rich, they were successful, they didn't have to go through any suffering, they died at 100 years old, pretty much dying on their sleep, I would be very scared. Because Jesus said it is difficult for a rich person to enter heaven. If you are rich, by the way, if you're attending this church, scratch that, you're not rich. But if you are rich, to whom much is given, much is required. You better be serving the Lord with everything you've got. Because there's an eternity. So if you don't suffer here on earth, and you said I can get away with it because even if I didn't serve God, the suffering will be after earth. I don't want that. When I get to heaven, I'm playing golf. (laughs) When I get to heaven, I'll be enjoying myself, believe me. The time to suffer is right now and the time to trust God in the suffering is right. Finally, everybody's saying this. James 1.24 Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may mature and be complete, not lacking in everything, in anything. That's the promise here on earth. Finally, The cursed will walk the lonely path of troubles and perish in trials and tragedies. It's better to suffer here now, walking with God, than to walk alone here and in eternity. 
For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Listen very carefully. People think that when they die and they go to heaven, okay, people think that because, uh, you know, they didn't have to trust God that they will go to heaven. A lot of people did a lot of funerals. A lot of people assume that they're just going to heaven. Look, the Bible says that if you do not trust in God here on earth, you will go through suffering and you will not have anybody walking with you. But that, that's not the worst. The worst is you can die without Christ. And if you die without Christ, you're going to walk alone in eternity. I don't want that, do you? I don't see anybody liking it. When trouble comes, the blessed people will, give, will be given a supernatural knowing that God is with them. That's part of the deal. It's not fabricated wishful thinking. It's not a, a I hope so, I wish for a wishful kind of thing. It's not just a, a, a thing that we concoct in our minds. This is the Holy Spirit saying to us, I am with you till the end of this life. Gotta know. Jesus is walking with you. Jesus was in this worship service this morning, even though we're half step off. You're suffering. But Jesus is around. You still need to worship God. The curse, on the other hand, will be alone in their quest for answers and will perish in their state of separatedness from God. And the worst thing about it is, when they reach eternity, they'll be walking eternity alone. You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated. Please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, you will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.